Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Denise. You are watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling 2.0. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Uh, it is 2023. It is the first episode of Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on F4W Online, and I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you'll notice some changes here on this show, uh, just adding some new graphics, switching things up. The thumbnail's different. The logo is different. I had kind of not been in love with my... Uh, thumbnails like the last couple of weeks and I thought well I either make the change now or I might as well make it till 2023 so I decided you know what new year we'll start with a new look and kind of go from there um so I'm feeling pretty good guys especially given that uh I don't know it's just like when you when you got a whole new year you got a bunch of new stuff to talk about I guess uh either way we got our first episode of NXT here tonight to break down and I actually thought that today's episode of NXT was was interesting because I thought that the first hour of the show was really good, right? Like, there was a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed, but I thought that the last hour or like maybe 30, 40-ish minutes, somewhere around there, uh, the last 30, 40 minutes of NXT was not that great. So I kind of wish that I thought it started really good and I really wish we would have kept the momentum all the way through. But I did think that the majority of the first half of uh, NXT, I thought was really good. But before we get into all of that, just a friendly reminder, guys, if you want to help support this podcast, if you want to uh, get your message, your comment, your statement, your opinion, your hot take, whatever it is, uh, right here on the show, at any point, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat. If you do, uh, you do get it right on here. But you guys already know that. And we actually got our first one here our first super chat on speak now pro wrestling for the year of 2023 from brandon roseanne thank you so much to brandon who says happy new year denise hope you had an awesome new year's eve and that 2023 is filled with good health wealth and happiness as for tonight's nxt i got two words for you girl fight oh we had a girl fight for sure uh we have so many women on the nxt roster that i was like oh snap i was like oh yeah all these like and, you know, we've already known that there's a lot of girls on the roster. We've already known that. Um, but still, kind of just seeing them all go out there. Uh, there was a whole lot to kind of look at there. But uh, I honestly had a phenomenal uh, New Year's Eve. And it was really just because I stayed home and did nothing. And it is very rare when I stay home and do nothing. Uh, so I'm very happy that I kind of just got to relax. I got to eat watch TV, spend time with family, and that's all I can ask for. So thank you so much to Brandon, and I hope you and everybody watching here also had a phenomenal uh, start to their 2023. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get into uh, this episode of NXT and what exactly happened here today. So we kicked it off with probably what was my second favorite no you know what maybe first you know what this was my favorite thing on the show i i was debating there for a second because there was something else that i really enjoyed on nxt but as i think about it i think that the opening match was probably my favorite thing that we got on nxt here tonight and it was carmella hayes versus apollo cruz now uh we basically saw them kind of have a little face-off prior to the end of the new year so we already knew that we were going to head into this like story here with apollo cruz and Carmelo Hayes and we talked about like kind of both their journeys and them leading up to where they are right now so Carmelo Hayes has been pretty much like 
literally having a phenomenal run on NXT. He's a two-time former NXT North American champion. Uh, he won the breakout tournament. Uh, he gets a lot of TV time. He's somebody that you're constantly seeing featured on this show. But he hasn't, uh, and he, but he did lose the Iron Survivor Challenge. And he hasn't, um, you know, got in, I guess you can say, another opportunity. Or it's not looking like he's going to be NXT champion, at least not right now. Like maybe down the road, maybe later on in this year, maybe at some point in this year. Yes, but maybe not within like the next month or so, right? So um, that's kind of where we're at with Carmelo Hayes. With Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews, on the other hand, just had his opportunity for the NXT championship. He just had an opportunity against Braun Breaker at NXT deadline. But unfortunately for Apollo Crews, he did not get the title win. Uh, so you got both of these guys, like Apollo Crews has been doing a phenomenal job on NXT. But it's like, all right, well, he's been doing a good job, but he's clearly not going to be NXT champion right now. Or... um. You know, so so what do you do with Apollo Crews, right? Then the other hand, you have Carmelo Hayes, who is clearly on, you know, just climbing up that ladder, but he's not yet, you know, going to be in that title picture right now. So what do you do with Carmelo Hayes? So you got two guys that are uh, great wrestlers. Okay, so what do you do? You put them together. And that's what we got here today. Apollo Crews versus Carmelo Hayes. Now, um, I'm curious because I the first the first time we saw this kind of get started, I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense to me in terms of I want to see a little bit of a lengthy uh, feud between Apollo Hayes and Carmelo Hayes just because I feel like they can really use it. Both of them can really use it. And and the first thing I said was you clearly want to use this uh, feud with Apollo Crews to continue catapulting Carmelo Hayes until he eventually gets back into that title picture because Carmelo Hayes should not be losing to Apollo Crews in my opinion uh, because Carmelo Hayes is just there's just there's too much with him. There's too much with him. I think that you should have him, you know, defeat Apollo Crews. Okay, so we actually get this match here tonight and um. This was honestly, I really enjoyed this match. I thought that they had a really good chemistry with one another. I especially love the way that we kick-started it because uh, Paulo Cruz went right in and we kind of got a really hot start to this match. He went right in there and started showing all of his agility uh, with Carmelo Hayes. And Hayes is the perfect guy to do this in the ring with because he's a young guy that can also move like really, really fast. So kind of see, seeing him mix it in there with Apollo Crews, it flowed really nicely and they had instant chemistry and the match just flowed very nicely throughout the rest of the, you know, the rest of the show. And we got some really good moments during this. Carmelo Hayes hitting his uh, backwards leg drop that he does. It always looks really great. Uh, Crews hitting his uh, suplex and moonsault on Carmelo Hayes. Apollo hitting him with a backbreaker. Uh, we see uh we also see him hit a killer clothesline that looked really great actually um there was a moment where he got him with a knee and a soup where we saw a knee and a suplex from Cruz and a code breaker from Hayes. So they really kept it going until finally Carmelo Hayes ended up getting the victory in this. So I'm thinking, oh shit, okay, here we go. Like Carmelo Hayes got his victory. Um now, I still think that we're going to be seeing a little bit more here, especially because afterwards, we did see Axiom come out. And I know this led into the next match afterwards, but we did see Axiom come out and uh, 
he goes after Carmelo Hayes and Apollo, uh, sorry, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And so I'm thinking like, I don't know if we're going to see maybe like a tag team match down the line. I have no idea. Um, but right now it does make me wonder if like, we got to get more out of this Carmelo Hayes, Apollo Crews situation, but I do want to see Carmelo Hayes just, I don't, I don't want to see Apollo Crews defeat Carmelo Hayes just because there's just so much more uh, in terms of the trajectory with Carmelo Hayes on the NXT roster. So, but regardless, this was a really fun match and it was actually my favorite match of the night. Um, we got a super chat here from Heidi Ho. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho, who's always been very, very generous here on the show, who says, hot take warning. Oh, here we go. Uh, Trick has a higher ceiling than Hayes. What? What? Okay, Heidi Ho, you know what? I got I appreciate you because you're always bringing in the hot takes to the show. Um, and but I will say this, Heidi Ho, I appreciate your super chat, but I am in shock right now. I am in shock, which is great because that's what a hot take is supposed to do. But I do not see like, okay, here's the thing. Like, first of all, first of all, let's let's talk about this really quickly. Because Trick Williams is really good in on the mic. He has a lot of personality. And uh, that's kind of where he's at right now. We've really just seen like the personality side of it in terms of in ring wise, it, we haven't really seen it because you know, he doesn't really get to wrestle that often. And when he does, it's very quick, like he had this match with Axiom here today. And they got right into this match. It basically went off of like the first match, the attack, and then get right into this match. But this match ended super quickly. And really the only person that got like the majority of the shine in this match was Axiom. Because Axiom goes in there and he hits all these high flying moves. And uh, you know essentially gets the win here. Um, but that's the thing though. Is that we haven't really seen um, anything too extraordinary or spectacular in ring wise from trick Williams just yet. So given that I haven't seen anything that has been like, Oh man, you know, he's so good in the ring. I cannot say that he might have a brighter future, higher ceiling than Carmelo Hayes because Carmelo Hayes, not only can he do like the personality stuff in terms of like cutting the promos and, and, you know, um, talk just, you know, showing personality on screen but he also goes in there and he has really good matches now keep in mind he's having matches with uh you know a lot of people that are there are good on the show but they imagine him having matches with other guys like you know once he goes to the main roster and gets that opportunity the caliber of matches is only going to get better when he's in there with guys that can really really go obviously apollo cruz uh was a great opponent here today and we've seen carmelo hayes have a lot of really fun matches so for me even though I appreciate your super chat, Heidi Ho, I have to disagree at this moment. I don't see it. Carmelo Hayes does have that higher ceiling. If I'm going to compare between Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, but either way, I appreciate the hot take, man. Uh, I love hot takes, though. Even if I disagree with them, bring them on, man. Bring them on. Uh, they sizzle this show up. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending this in. And we actually have uh, another super chat here that I just saw. This is from Danny Padilla. Uh, thank you so much to Danny who says, just call me when Dragon Lee finally shows up. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to Danny uh, for making us laugh here for, for a hot second. I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, I, I, I'll give you a ring. I'll definitely give you a ring. Uh, thank you to Danny Padilla. Um, okay. <clears throat> and we got everybody here kind of chiming in here on this heart, hot take. We got uh, DNM says Trick is better on the mic, but no. See, and that's the thing, like Trick is good on the mic, but I don't think he's necessarily better 
than Carmela Hayes. I think Carmela Hayes has done a phenomenal job, like, on the mic. So has Trick. Trick Williams has been really good. Like, he's added to uh, – he's very – you know what? I don't want to – I don't even want to say he's added because I feel like when you say that someone has added something to somebody's act, it's almost like they really needed it. So I don't want to say that, but I do want to say that he's complimented uh, Carmelo Hayes' act a whole lot, you know, by having his buddies. And they've done a lot of really cool vignettes that we've seen, uh, you know, throughout the year that Carmelo Hayes has been there and whatnot. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and press on from here. Let's get into uh, Dijak and Stack. So we got... Of course, it's NXT. So we got some kidnappings, everybody. Well, I don't know if you want to count this as a kidnapping. I mean, let me think. If somebody keeps me down, ties me down to a chair and I can't leave and I got a, and I got a red eye and I'm being held there against my will, I guess it is a kidnapping for sure. I mean, like we didn't actually see him get jacked and thrown into a car or anything like that, but the man was being held down against his will. So I'm going to count that as a kidnapping here. Uh, so we had uh, uh, Dijak, essentially, there was a backstage hole skit where they had uh stacks basically tied down to a chair and he's got this big red eye and uh Dijak is basically in his face basically telling um uh, telling him that he's the face of fear in NXT and Lorenzo tells him like be a man and settle this in the ring so Dijak's like okay well I plan on doing this and this ends up leading into a match and this was a very quick match. Dijak gets the win rather quickly. And afterwards, he tries to uh, further attack uh, Stacks. But instead, Tony D'Angelo comes in and, you know, basically kind of runs off Dijak there. But we are, uh, he did challenge him to a match at New Year's Evil. And they actually did, hold on one second. They confirmed it. The match is happening at New Year's Evil because we got a couple of matches announced here. And uh, this is one of them. Now, Tony D is coming back from injury right now. And Dijak is really just getting his start here on NXT. So personally, I'm thinking like, okay, to me, one of these guys, I don't know which one right now, but one of these guys is going to eventually to become NXT North American champion. They One of these guys is going to take the championship away from Wes Lee. And right now, the way that I'm seeing it is I am seeing um, Dijak defeating Tony D'Angelo and moving on to face Wesley and becoming NXT North American champion. Personally, I think that's the best route to go um, because I've said this before, but I do see Wesley as a transitional NXT North American champion right now. And I do think that Dijak should be, um, should be the champion. He's coming in. He he's, he's looking pretty good. I've been loving the presentation of Dijak on NXT. They've made him look really tough. He hasn't come in. He hasn't come across looking like cheesy or corny or anything like that. So I do want to see Dijak defeat Tony and uh, then, you know, continue on and make his way into Wesley again and have that NXT North American championship. To me, that's that's the route that I would like to see. Um, all right, we got Danny Padilla who sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Danny who says, "Hope you had a new. Uh, I hope you had a happy New Year, Denise. With just a few hours left, can we get a prediction? Will or Kenny? Um, so I am planting. I am supposed to say planting. I am planning on uh kind of staying up and watching Wrestle Kingdom today. I haven't decided if I'm gonna stay up 
the whole way through. Um, but I might stay up and at least watch a couple of hours and see um, how much, you know, how long I can stay up for. And in terms of a prediction, man, I'm going to go with, I feel like if they want to really make some head waves, they would go with Kenny. Um, but part of me is part of me is rooting for Will. But I think Kenny is going to be the one to take this one. So I don't know, guys, a little 50 50 here. Uh, I could see it going either direction. Thank you so much to Danny Padilla for asking me this question and sending in a super chat here. All righty. And let's go ahead and press on from this. We got the literally every single girl on NXT coming out here to, tonight. So Basically, this all started with Gigi and JC going out there. This led to Nikita, Zoe, Cora Jade, Wendy Chu, Thea Hale, uh, all basically chiming in there because everybody wants a shot at Roxanne Perez, which they should. Every woman there should want to be NXT Women's Champion. That's the goal, right? So they're all out there throwing shots at each other, talking shit, talking their smack. And this essentially all turns turns into a brawl this turns into a massive brawl where they all come together and start fighting inside the ring uh we see alba fire come out we see isla dawn come out and right away isla dawn goes in on the attack on alba fire now we're going to talk more about them separately because their story continues on on nxt but just focusing on the other women for now they're all brawling the referees are out there trying to stop them and they're not doing a great job and uh finally Roxanne Perez, your current NXT Women's Champion, comes up on the little platform and she basically tells the girls that there's going to be a battle royal at New Year's Evil next week. And whoever wins that match will become the number one contender, the first challenge, the, 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 the challenger to Roxanne Perez's championship at Vengeance Day. Um, so I like this. I like this. Clearly, all of these women are going to be in it. I do not know who it's going to be, who's going to win the Battle Royal, um, and who's eventually going to go on to uh, face Roxanne Perez. I would like it to be Zoe, just because Zoe would give her like a really good match, and I feel like you need to continue that with Roxanne Perez because she's been so impressive in her feud with Cora Jade. She was very impressive in the Iron Survivor Challenge. Uh, so I could, I would want it to see... I would want it to be Zoe. Um, I think Zoe would be a really great option there to uh, win this, but we'll see um, in terms of who they actually have uh, to face off against Roxanne on Vengeance Day. This was fun though. And we got a lot of people saying they really enjoyed this. Uh, Fernando comes in here saying, I just love the segment. It was an awesome brawl. Um, <laughs> Justin says, this was the most women for a random promo ever. The women's roster on NXT, NXT is extremely deep. And keep in mind that we don't even have Tiffany Stratton yet. You know, she's definitely somebody that when she comes back and, you know, she's goes gets her groove back. Uh, I do think that she's going to be another possibility there as well. Um, I don't know if maybe she'll be in the New Year's Evil match. She could be if she is because we got some people saying what if she's in that match uh if she's in that match i could see her uh being a winner as well but i really do think it's going to be uh uh zoe um all right so now let's go ahead and uh let's press on from this but we mainly got everybody saying they love this which is good i'm i'm glad that they did that all right and let's get into the more women stuff so we got a lot more here 
Now, this was my second favorite part of the show. There was only one minor thing that went wrong here, but other than that, I loved everything about this. And I've been a fan of what they're doing with Isla Dawn here. Now, I know that the events that unfolded at NXT deadline are probably not for everybody. I get it. Okay, I get it. But Alba Fire and Isla Dawn have been doing a really good job of just kind of I don't know, doing something different, you know, having telling a good story between two other women on the roster that it's not just your main title picture, right? You got your main title picture with Roxanne Perez and clearly, you know, she's uh, just about getting another story going, but you want to get something else going on on the show with the women. Another story, right? And I think that Isla Dawn and Alba Fire have been doing a pretty good job at this because I've become like a fan of Isla Dawn in all of this for I've been liking the little skits that they've been doing with her. I like how dominant she has looked uh, up against Alba Fire. And it's crazy because I was already a fan of Alba Fire. Like we sat here for weeks on end thinking that she was actually going to become NXT Women's Champion. And then it didn't end up working out that way. And then we we're like, oh, maybe she's going to go to the main roster. And she still hasn't gone to the main roster. So now I'm like, well, I don't really know what's going on with Alba Fire. And after the events that unfolded today, I have a lot more questions than I have answers. But let's get into what happened. So as I mentioned earlier, we had a, a brawl with all the women. During this is where the whole situation with Isla Dawn and uh, Alba Fire started, at least for today, right? And uh, it had already been announced earlier on in the show that we were going to get a match between both of them, an Extreme Resolutions match. So we already knew that match was coming, but they kind of got started off a little earlier. So when this brawl was going down with the other women, they ended up going to the outside and they ended up brawling all the way uh, to their warehouse. So they go to the warehouse, they start uh, fighting in the warehouse. You see them. Uh, it, it was really cool because, you know, obviously there's a lot of fun stuff back there to work with and whatnot. It's a huge space, guys. I officially got the tour of the PC and I got to see this space. Uh, there's a lot going on back there. So they can pretty much play with whatever they want to do back there. But anyways, so during this, I was laughing because this was really funny. So they're literally killing each other here, uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Uh, we see uh, at one moment, we see Alba basically hit her with a belt. We see Isla hit her with a, a trash bit. We see um, the like, obviously the match hasn't officially started, by the way. Like this is just them brawling. Uh, we see a steel pipe get involved. We finally see Alba Fire throw uh, Isla Dawn into the ground onto a pile of chairs. But what was funny about this was that the entire time that they were fighting backstage, we had um, we had the referees trying to break this up. They were like, stop it. No, you've gone too far. Stop it. You gotta wait until the match starts. But that was it. They were just like, stop. No, don't. And the girls were just like um, running wild, you know, killing each other. And they were like, it, it wasn't like those situations where you see the referees like run in and put their bodies on the line and try to stop them, like try to legitimately stop them. So I thought it was really funny. I'm like, at this point, just like have the referees not be there because they're literally weren't doing anything. So I thought that that was pretty funny because they're like, stop. No, don't do it. Eventually. This all leads them back into the ring. And finally, once they're back in the ring, this match officially gets started. So 
once it gets started here, uh, we see some pretty cool, some some cool moments here. We see Isla smash the fingers of uh, Alba with a toolbox. We see Alba shove that toolbox right into the midsection of Isla. We see Alba bust a headbutt on Isla. We see her uh, place Isla on the table. And this is the only spot that didn't necessarily work out probably the way that they wanted to. So Isla's on the table, right? Alba goes to the top rope. And they show the shot of Isla just like waiting for it. She's like, screw it. I'm just going to wait for it. She does this like face, right? Like this creepy face. Like, ah, I don't know. I can't do the face. Uh, she does this face to the, uh, to the camera. So she's like there. She's like, I'm going to take it, right? So Alba, so Alba Fire goes in and she goes for her swanton. And unfortunately, I think she like overshot it because she didn't, she, this was the table like right here, right? She probably landed like right here, like at the very edge. Uh, I don't really think she got much of anything. I saw, I rewinded it like two or three times and she pretty much just went too far. Didn't get the timing, didn't get the, the it's not the timing, the, uh, she just didn't get the right distance for, for it. And she just went too far. So it didn't look as good as they probably obviously wanted it to. And the table didn't break whatsoever. So that happened too. But um, she... So clearly she got herself a little bit more hurt than maybe she might've intended instead of Isla. So then finally she grabs Isla, face plants her right into the table. And then they go back into the ring. And uh, this is where we finally see, um, where we finally see Alba Dawn, Alba defeat uh, Isla Dawn, excuse me. So we finally see her get this win and get her revenge on Isla Dawn. Now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, okay, Clearly, Alba Fire had to get her revenge on Isla Dawn. Okay, we knew that she Isla Dawn costed her the NXT Women's Championship in her match against Mandy Rose. Uh, she uh, defeated her at NXT Deadline. She has been attacking her nonstop. So Alba Fire definitely needed this win. She could not lose to Isla Dawn anymore. With all of that being said. I wanted Isla Dawn to win. I just found her, I found Isla Dawn to be more interesting in the sense that I just thought, you know what, they're both doing a really good job, but I kind of felt like Isla Dawn just felt a little bit more interesting here, where even when Alba Fire won, I didn't think that the crowd reaction was, uh, I think everybody kind of had the, oh, she, that's it. Like she won. All right. Um, I didn't feel like there was like this huge reaction for Alba fire here, which was interesting because to me, it just kind of tells me that maybe Isla Dawn has gotten herself, uh, you know, maybe just a little bit more over. Right. So, um, now my question here is what's next, what's next for Alba fire. What's next? Is she going to go on and be part of this battle Royal? Is she going to go on and, um, you know, face Roxanne Perez. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because I thought she was going to be champion like a hundred times and she never did. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm not expecting her to defeat Roxanne Perez, but I could see her, you know, going in there and having a match against Roxanne Perez and having a really damn good one at that. But I don't know if she is going to be the one. Uh, Isla Dawn, I feel like for her, it's a lot easier where they can, uh, you know, just continue. They can pretty much continue with her doing anything really there's a lot of options there but i don't know what's next for alba fire i really don't um all right so um let's see what else we got here and uh 
We got people still thinking, uh, this is from DNM who says Alba Fire gets called up to help Becky with damage control. I've been thinking that Alba Fire was going to get called up so many times. So at this point, I'm like, I don't even know anymore, guys, because everything that I've predicted with Alba Fire has been completely wrong. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to be NXT Women's Champion. Didn't happen. Oh, yeah, she's going to get called up didn't happen so i think at this point i'm just gonna wait and see what the hell is going on with alba fire because there's so much potential with her uh she does a great job when she's out there i actually love this character the girl on fire or whatever you want to call it uh thing that she has going i'm a fan i'm definitely a fan so anyways this was my second favorite portion of the show all right moving on from this um, after this, guys, I thought the show kind of went downhill. This was where the rest of the show was just kind of there. Uh, there wasn't anything that I thought was like really interesting here, except for the ending. We'll talk about the ending later. The ending was good. I liked the ending of the show. But from here on out to the ending, I kind of thought that's when the show went a little downhill here. But before we get into that, uh, just a friendly reminder, if you are new here, if this is your first time watching and you're like, when the hell does this girl go live? Well, I'm live every single Tuesday to talk about NXT here. I'm live every Wednesday to talk about AEW Dynamite. It's my most popular show of the week. And I'm live on Fridays to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. So I got three shows here on F4W Online. Uh, and they're pretty much all like this. We come out, I come out, talk some wrestling, chat with the chat chat with the chat and uh, kind of have a good time here. So if you just want to talk about wrestling with somebody, if you don't have a friend, uh, I'll be your friend. It'll be a good time. All right, moving on. In this sure. So they have a, a backstage promo. And they're basically like recapping. Or not recapping, but they're sharing some of their life accomplishments and things that they have done. And you know how they're big stars and in India, they're celebrities and they get a lot of numbers from India, but that in the United States, nobody cares about them. So they're trying to earn respect. Now, for those of you who haven't been watching NXT, Indusure has essentially been, um, they've been uh, feuding with the Creed brothers, but they've also been protecting the Creed brothers a lot because they want the Creed brothers to essentially be 100% when they finally, you know, have this match. Um, the match is finally happening at uh, NXT New Year's Evil. We're going to be seeing the Creed Brothers versus Indusher. And to be honest, this has been uh, building for quite a while to like the point where I started thinking like, are they going to have this match ever? Um, but they finally called it and it's happening at NXT New Year's Evil. So I think for the most part, this will be a pretty decent match. Uh, the Creed Brothers do a phenomenal job. They're a hard hitting team. Um, so I think they'll They'll, they'll have some fun there with Indus, sure. So I'm looking forward to it. And that's kind of it. It's kind of it. I don't I, I don't think that they should be defeating the Creed brothers. I hope they don't. Um, but it, it's kind of like, that's it. Like, that's all that there is right now for them. Because uh, they even when they were building to this match, they were really just like there. They were just there. That's it. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, let's go ahead and uh, Twitch Face 4 brings up a good point. He says, they're telling us that no one cares about them. So their gimmick is that they're not over. <laughs> oh, no. I hate to say it, but it kind of is true here. But I think they're trying to tell it in the way of like, you guys just don't respect us. I think they're trying to do it in the way where like, we matter. Like, look at the things we've done because they were talking about the movie and, you know, 
all of this, right? But they're just saying the Americans don't care about us. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the story that they're trying to go with. But really, I do think that if they, obviously, the problem is that on NXT, and even when they were doing the whole thing with Veer on uh, Raw, it's like they keep them in a box, though. They keep them in a box. I mean, I don't want to go into Veer and Veer's booking of everything that happened with him on Raw. I don't want to get into that, okay? I really don't. The point is that they keep them in a box, and it, it's like they have a, a, a limit. So nobody's going to get excited about them when you're like, well, they're just there. They haven't given us a reason to actually care about them. Now, you can like Veer all you want and Sangha all you want, because I like both of these guys, but that's it. I like them. Cool. Anything else? No. Um, so, so, and I don't want to see, and I don't like them enough to want to see them defeat the Creed brothers because we've been seeing the Creed brothers go out there and be uh, phenomenal, right? So clearly we don't want to see them defeat the Creed brothers, but that's pretty much it for uh, Sangha and Veer. But I mean, I wouldn't mind them seeing, be, seeing them beat other teams and that's probably what they should have done. They should have made them have more matches leading up into this with the Creed brothers because they really haven't had that many matches on NXT. They really haven't. Now that I think about it, I don't even remember one match that they've had on NXT recently leading up to this feud with the Creed brothers. Leading up to this specific feud, this pretty big match against the Creed brothers, they haven't really done much with them uh, in ring wise. They come out, they talk, they cut vignettes, they stand there, they protect the Creed brothers and that's it. Okay. Anyways, um, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, Justin Martin says eight months of vignettes for Veer coming to Raw, and this is where he's at now. They did my boy dirty, man. I was rooting for Veer, okay? I was a Veer fan. I was rooting for him. They did him dirty, guys. They did him dirty. All right, so um, <laughs> Mike says Veer coming to Raw was one of the best IWC trends of 2022. It was good stuff, man. Veer, look, I'm going to have... I'm going to have respect for Veer because he gave me so much meme material during that whole uh, Veer is coming to Raw. I think I had like, I don't know, 80 memes, like 100 memes on Veer to the point where I looked like an obsessed, crazy person. But he just really gave me a lot to work with. So that's it. That's all it was. A meme. That's it. That's all Veer's run was on Raw. A meme. All right. But that's it. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um. <laughs> Oro Mensa defeats Javier, Ber Javier Bernal. Um, this was uh okay, so let's talk, let's talk here. So Oro Menza came in uh, to NXT last year and he, he did pretty well. He looked pretty good in the matches that he was having, and then we kind of stopped seeing him for a bit. Uh, I kind of forgot that he was even part of the NXT roster, but then he came back. And during this time, we've had Javier Bernal. Javier Bernal has been pretty much like They've been giving them all of these backstage interviews and these backstage skits with Mackenzie Mitchell, which have been helping him because they've been showing a little bit more of his personality. He goes out there and he's like this obnoxious character who, you know, is so all about him, but he's coming off and just as annoying and is bothering Mackenzie. Uh, so they've done a really good job with those backstage uh, uh, interactions between him and Mackenzie. They really have helped Javier. Like I remember the first one that they did, I didn't like it. I was like, oh, this is bad. The second one, I didn't like it either. And then as we kept going on, I'm like, all right, it's sticky. And I'll take it as tongue in cheek stuff. So whatever. Um, it's fine. So um, we get into this match between Oro Menza and Javier Bernal. And 
Oromenza gets the win rather fast. But prior to this, Javier Bernal was backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell promoting his uh, new Christmas album. And there was one thing that popped me. One thing. And whoever came up with this, please uh, applaud yourself because this was great. <laughs> when he said <laughs> in the bottom of his uh, little album, he was, he, was he was holding like a vinyl, right? In the bottom, it said, Feliz Javidad. <laughs> Bruh, that shit killed me. I'm not even going to lie to you. Feliz Javidad sent me up the roof. <laughs> Like, this is, that's the kind of stuff I find funny. Feliz Javidad. It killed me. I actually thought that was brilliant. So, uh, thumbs up on that. Um, but anyways, this match itself was nothing. Oro Mensa gets the win very quickly. He goes in there. He fires up with a series of forearms. He hits a lion salt. Uh, finally, um... He gets a Northern Light Suplex, spinning heel kick on the corner, and uh, that's how he eventually scores the pinfall over Javier Bernal. So in terms of in-ring wise, I haven't seen anything too special on Javier, but the uh, backstage stuff are starting to click with me. Um, Feliz Javidad. He, got, he, he earned himself a little respect there with Feliz Javidad. That was funny. All right. Um, 554K, what is up, yo? Uh, 554K is uh, uh, one of our viewers here comes in and says, uh, hey, how have you been? Sorry, I have not been here in a while. I will try to be here more often and congrats again on getting a join button on YouTube. Yes, so thank you so much for bringing this up uh, over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have officially... Uh, started a YouTube membership. Now, I had been wanting to do a YouTube membership for the longest time, but uh, to be honest, I just really didn't have the time to, um, how do I say this? When you basically create any sort of membership, doesn't matter what kind of membership you're doing, you need to really have a plan in terms of the content that you're going to be putting up. And sometimes people do memberships and they're like, they don't think twice about it, right? They're, you don't think about all the extra work that it requires. So that's why I never did a YouTube membership before because I'm like, okay, I have to create extra videos that I don't have time for. Well, now I found the time and I also found the videos that I'm posting. I'm all set. So I thought I'm kicking off. The this has been like a two month thing, by the way. I've been planning this for two months. Um, so uh, 2023, I officially kicked off my YouTube membership. So you can officially be a member of my YouTube channel. And basically what you're getting is additional video content. Uh, and right now I'm posting all of the wrestling rewind videos. Um, so basically from now until WrestleMania 39, I am rewatching every single WrestleMania. I am currently watching four per week, which is a lot. Okay. So when I'm not watching all this other stuff that I'm talking about, I've been watching a lot of WrestleMania and I'm watching four a week right now. Um, today I reviewed, God, what did I do today? Oh yeah. 13 and 14. And I still have 15 and 16 to watch today. So anyways, all of those are being uh, edited and post it up on the YouTube for members only. So you can check those videos out and plus a lot more coming up. But anyways, thank you so much to 554K. Uh, and he sends in another super chat saying, also happy new year, everyone. Uh, thank you. I love that everybody's like in a good mood for the, the new year. Like we're all feeling good, you know? Feliz Javidad. <laughs> thank you, Christopher. Feliz Javidad. Oh man, I want to steal that. I wish my last, I wish... My name was Javier, so I can see her, so that I can say Feliz Javier. Da. Okay, there, I already messed up. All right, I said it too many times. Now I can't even say it anymore. All right. Um, after this, we got uh, Andre Chase versus Drew Gulak. And this, I haven't been really, uh, I know you guys, you guys already know this. Everybody already knows this, but I 
haven't been feeling what they're doing right now with Drew Gulak or with Andre Chase. This is still not hitting for me right now. So um, we ended up seeing Drew Gulak apply the Dragon Sleeper on Andre Chase and Andre Chase taps out. Uh, but Drew Gulak was pretty much like not wanting to break the hold here. Um, I like seeing Drew Gulak here get involved with um, with um, NXT and everything that he's been doing. I feel like this is clearly, we've been seeing him a whole lot more than we were on the main roster, that's for sure. Um, but this one for me just really isn't totally it, guys. I'm sorry. I try my hardest to get into things, but sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can't. Uh, Andrew Tam sends in his very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Andrew who says, Hi, Denise. I just came back. Uh, I just came back NXT live in Orlando. It's amazing crowd this Friday. I attended live in person SmackDown in Memphis. Dude, you're getting all these events. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I got to experience, obviously, the NXT deadline in Orlando. It was a really awesome experience to go in there and actually, like, be with the crowd and be in the venue. Um, so I can only imagine, like, what your experience was. And then uh, you're going to get to see SmackDown in Memphis. Nice. Um, I haven't been to SmackDown since they were here in Anaheim, but I don't think really the only shows that I have this month coming up is obviously I'll be at AW in LA and then Royal Rumble, of course. Um, I don't know if I'm, yeah, just Royal Rumble. And then I don't have like a Raw or a SmackDown, honestly, until like WrestleMania, until WrestleMania season when they come to LA. I think that's going to be like my next Raw and SmackDown. Um, but thank you so much to Andrew Tam and uh, I'm glad you're having a good time. Kicking off the year really good. Really, really good. Um, Justin Martin says, nice to see Drew Gulak winning a match. Hopefully it was a teachable moment for Andre Chase. Yeah, thumbs up. All right. Uh, we also got Joe Gacy versus Kofi Kingston. Um, this wasn't too bad. This was really, uh, you know, we got to see the schism interact with the New Day. We had Xavier Woods on commentary. Kofi Kingston gets the win over Joe Gacy. This was all perfectly fine. Like, I'm so happy that we even get the New Day on uh, NXT. And on top of that, like the schism, they need to go out there and just have them keep keeping busy. You know, I loved all the backstage interactions that they had where like uh, the New Day was basically telling them that um, they clearly are listening to their, uh, to their, I think he said their daddy or something, uh, referring to Joe Gacy and they all got super pissed and were like, we don't have, you know, someone that's in charge. We're like, we're four roots and one tree and they all get so aggressive. So this was fine. This was harmless. Uh, this was, this was fine. Pretty deadly is still trying to get their title shot with, <laughs> with the new day. They've been, uh, trying to get their title shot. Um, for the finish of for the for the ending of the show, excuse me. Um, we got the Grayson Waller effect, and basically what we had here was them going off on you know clearly we're gonna see him and Braun Breaker since he is the next challenger to Braun Breaker. Um, this is honestly the best thing we've been seeing so far with Braun Breaker in the title picture. This has been a common thing that we've been th talking about is that the feuds that they've been doing for. Braun Breaker haven't been they haven't been that great right they really haven't um this to me the feud that he's doing right now with Grayson Waller it's feeling good they went out there and Braun is basically telling him how uh you know 
all of his viral moments are distractions because Grayson Waller is always bragging about how he goes viral and he goes viral because he's the social media guy and this and that. Um, Grayson Waller claps back at him with a really good uh, comeback where he calls him an overrated champion who has only done one thing and that is steal his father's gimmick. And Braun is like, I don't care what you say. I love my father. I don't care what you think. And then punches him right in the face. Um, I liked this. Then afterwards, we just see Braun like literally fly over the top rope. Bam, land on Grayson Waller. Uh, holds up the belt. This was all good stuff, guys. This was good. Uh, finally, they have somebody that can kind of that can go toe to toe here with Braun Breaker and bring a little bit of the heat. I feel like uh, it's very easy to want to hate Grayson Waller, so it's working. It's definitely working here um, between Braun and Grayson. So this is the this is one of the feuds um, that Breaker has had since the stuff he did with JD McDonough and Ilya Dragunov that I've actually really have gotten into. So honestly. Happy they went this direction. Um, Heidi Hosen's in a super chat saying, I'll be at I'll be at Monday Night Raw in Birmingham, Roll Tide. Uh, sweet man. I hope Raw is good. <laughs> I hope Raw's good um next week because this first Raw was a little bit of a a sleeper, I would say. It, it had some okay moments, but the three hours, ooh, they were a little bit too much. But other than that, uh I hope I really just want Raw to get really, really good. Like, I want it to get good. I'm waiting for it to get really good, especially as somebody that watches live every week, the full three hours, commercial breaks included. Um, I know that Pizza Hut commercial by heart, and I never want to see it again. Um, but either way, thank you, Heidi Ho, for sending in the Super Chat. I hope you have a good time at Raw. Um, all right, and uh, that... We got a super chat here from 554K who says, a bit off topic, but sorry for all the long tweets in Spanish. I'm still getting used to the messages being longer in Spanish than I type in books. Uh, you are more than welcome to tweet whatever you want and whatever language you want. I do not care. I appreciate the support. Um, I see them. I read them. And when I see them and I read them, I make sure to, you know, pop, hit that like button uh, to make sure people know that I saw them. Um, but seriously, thank you so much for the support. Um, 554K. Uh, we got another super chat here from uh from Stephen March Mark. Oh my god, I mess up your last name. I'm so sorry, Stephen. I'm gonna give it a try. Marchaculi, Marchaculi. I said chili. All right, Stephen. I'm so sorry. Hopefully, he made you laugh. Um, he says uh Braun Breaker versus Carmelo at some point. I feel like we gotta get there at some point. This was something that I was talking about earlier in regards to Carmelo Hayes because we know that. He's not necessarily going to be right now put into that picture between uh, with Braun Breaker because they're clearly wanting to have Braun Breaker be a champ for quite a bit, right? And it really did feel like the next step for Carmelo Hayes, especially given that, you know, like I said, he's already a former two-time NXT North American champion. He has already made a pretty good name for himself on NXT. The only way to continue to keep it going is to go up there against Braun Breaker, but I feel like I feel like they don't want to put him up against Braun Breaker unless he's really going to win. Like I don't think they want to have Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, and then have Carmelo Hayes lose. I, I think that I, I feel like they're saving saving it whenever they want for to make Carmelo Hayes a champion. It, it feels like that's going to happen, but I don't think that they want it to happen right now. It doesn't feel like it. But then at the same time, it begs the question: Well, what's next for Carmelo Hayes? Do you go back to the do you go back to the NXT North American title picture? I really think that I really think that it, it would be um, 
it would it would feel like a little bit of a step back. I think that they need to do more. Um, they need to do something different with Carmelo because he's already been there twice. So um, I would like to see something different, but it does feel to me like they're saving it. Like they don't want Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, unless Carmelo Hayes is going to defeat Braun Breaker. Um, but I don't think they feel they're there yet because I still think that they can. I still think that they think there's still a lot more to do with Braun Breaker. And right now with Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller, um, you know, obviously they got that going on and who knows, maybe they can do Braun Breaker, Dijak down the line. Uh, you know, they have a, a couple of options and I think once they feel they've really truly exhausted them all or Braun Breaker goes to the main roster, then maybe we'll see, uh, Breaker and Carmelo before he goes off or, or whatever. So that is definitely a match that I would want to see. I just don't know if they're going to do it for the NXT championship or if, or when, uh, but that's definitely something that I think everybody kind of wants to see. Uh, thank you so much to Steven for sending in this super chat. Um, Alrighty, guys, that is it. There we go, everyone. That was uh, NXT January 3rd here. Uh, I will be back tomorrow for AEW Dynamite and then Friday for SmackDown and Rampage. Um, please, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in here. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys subscribe to F4W Online. We are so close to 100K. Like, it's happening soon. Like, uh, F4W will be getting that play button very, very soon. Uh, as for me, I surpassed 83 thousand subscribers on my youtube channel um so please head on over there i'm posting content every single day you can officially join the channel and subscribe uh, subscribe for free or subscribe with a membership it doesn't matter um youtube.com slash denise salcedo thank you guys so much i hope you guys enjoyed this review of nxt and i'll catch you tomorrow for AEW dynamite uh have a great one everybody goodbye <laughs>